football fans. It's time to go on the record for this week's matches in pro and college football with just one catch. We're only interested in underdogs. Who can keep it close if not pull the outright upset? Time to find out. It's Three Dog Thursday. Now here's your host, TJ Reeves. Welcome back in as we're about to wrap up the month of February. Before long, it will be the month of March, and we are ready to talk all about college hoops in specific on this latest edition of the podcast. I'm the somewhat capable host straight ahead. We'll have one of my faves out of Big Ten country in the Detroit market, Dan Leach, who does a fantastic job analyzing the Big Ten, leans towards Michigan. He's a Wolverine. He's going to have thoughts on everything Big Ten, including Uh, The horror that they've gone through at Michigan State, how they had the rivalry game with Michigan last Saturday night that the Wolverines were able to win in Ann Arbor uh, for that game. But then they came back and played in East Lansing on an emotional Tuesday night to beat Indiana. Dan's got thoughts on all of that. Thoughts on the Thursday night uh, Big Ten card and some games to look ahead to maybe for Saturday in the Big Ten conference, in particular Michigan playing at Rutgers on a Thursday night in the Big Ten. Dan will have thoughts on that. Plus a guy that is apparently on the verge of becoming the NCAA's all-time leading scorer or close to it for Division I players. Antoine Davis is his name right in the Detroit market in the Horizon League. Dan will have thoughts on all this. This is the son of the coach, Mike Davis, who took over for Bobby Knight at Indiana 20 years ago. Mike Davis, who was at UAB, who's now been at Detroit for a few years. This is his son who's been lighting it up. He's been really a uh, a gunner, a shooter uh, for the last uh, three seasons at Detroit, building up uh, lots of points, lots of uh, scoring. So Dan will have some thoughts on Detroit. And interesting in their game in the Horizon League that includes Cleveland State, Youngstown State, Northern Kentucky, uh, et cetera, Wright State, among others, among Detroit. Northern Kentucky is one of the contenders in this conference. Detroit with a losing record, and Northern Kentucky is an underdog. I'll be looking at them for Three Dog Thursday purposes. And there's some other interesting ones out west, too, Pac-12, West Coast Conference, even Big West Conference on a Thursday to get into for Three Dog Thursday and the underdog conversation. So Dan Leach with me in just a few moments to break all of that down, and we'll peek ahead to some Saturday games as well uh, here on the program. Stand by uh, for that. We don't have lines as of yet, but it'll be very interesting. We always like to look ahead on Three Dog Thursday, and we will be here all the way through the month of March, all the way into the Final Four in Houston. Make it a point to be here. Thanks to our friends at Last Word on Sports. And their partnership here with Three Dog Thursday, they're helping promote us at lastwordonsports.com slash podcast, sharing it out. Thank you for finding us. Make sure that you're following, that you're subscribing to Three Dog Thursday, the podcast. Of course, our friends at BetUS uh, have the TV version of this show that I host. The TV version, we kind of sunsetted at the end of the college football season, but I'm continuing on. I was not going to be silenced for the underdog conversation and the picks here on Three Dog Thursday, the audio podcast. And if you were with me last week, we had Brian Edwards from Vegas Insider and MajorWager.com, and we gave you underdog after underdog on a Thursday night. Uh, Brian Edwards came through with an underdog uh, hit on Maryland against uh, Purdue. I gave you one with UNC Asheville out of the Big South getting points at Radford. They got the outright win. I also love South Alabama in the Sun Belt who ended up winning by 30 over Southern Miss. We gave you three Thursday night underdogs right here on this show 
to be able to go get some winners. That's what we're all about. And we, we can't wait for conference championship game weeks uh, for the conference tournaments. We can't wait for the NCAA tournament and giving you all the underdogs for everything that's going to happen with the mayhem. All right, Dan Leach straight ahead. Looking forward to that. Again, make sure you're following or subscribing on Three Dog Thursday, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Let's get into the Big Ten conversation, all the emotion, everything that's happened so far uh, with uh, with Michigan State in the aftermath of the horrible shootings on their campus, how they're rallying around at just the right time for Tom Izzo's team. They're always good in March. Let's get into all the Big Ten conversation and do it right now. As promised, it has been far too long. I need the insight. I need the wisdom. I need the takes on everything Big Ten, setting me straight on everything with college basketball, headed towards March, headed towards the mayhem. I cannot do without DTM, Dan the Man, Dan Leach, who does a great job up in the Detroit area. He's been there for years. I love my Big Ten brother from another mother, uh, hanging out with me on Three Dog Thursday. Much to talk about, much to discuss how are we feeling in the middle of what is this thunder ice storm? Thunder we, ice, my friend. What what is what it's in a the very name rare of the abominable snowman is going on? Well, no, there's there's some of those Yeti creatures from Star Wars too. It's a very rare meteorological anomaly that I I know a couple of our weather uh, people here in Detroit. I've heard them say they in their entire careers have never seen it in this area. <laughs> Basically, it's a thunderstorm with ice. Right. And I mean, obviously, we've had thunder snow. That happens a lot. But thunder ice, super rare. Like, like you know, the greatness that's in with within both you and I. And I know your life isn't the same without me. So it, it all works out on a crazy day. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, this is one of the, I mean, the whole, it's not just here in Michigan. It's the whole Midwest is having issues. So please be safe out there. Don't uh, drive if you don't need to. Yeah. And so we, we have the mess everywhere. All right. So I want to get to picks. I want to get to sure. Thursday. I want to get to a little bit of Saturday. But first, give me some on the emotion of what's going on with Michigan State. Michigan played them first. Their return to the court came in Ann Arbor on Saturday night. Very emotional. Wisconsin, or I'm sorry, uh, Michigan ends up winning the game on Saturday night. Now at the time that we're taping, after Go Blue put it on Sparty, and you, you had to feel a smidgen bad, didn't you, Dan Leach? Uh, in that just a smidgen for for Michigan State because of all they've gone through with the campus shootings. Well, now well, they, I mean, come on, let's I know. not be silly. It's, it's, of it's Michigan I State. Ter- I know. Of I know. I felt terrible. No, but I'm it's... talking about from the basketball standpoint. You no, had to feel no, a smidgen. No. Listen, bad. Did nothing the on thing. the basketball. Okay, yeah. I I mean the, the basketball is this, um, and, and I, people can see this. I actually tweeted this, uh, you know, Danley's GTM on Twitter, and you know, normally I want Michigan State to lose as bad as possible. They're they can be a terrible fan base. They can be. We saw what happened in the tunnel at Michigan Stadium during football season. There's, you know, I have a lot of great friends that are Michigan State fans. The majority of them, you know, we can talk a lot of trash, but they're 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 decent. There are some that are just real blank holes, and I want Michigan State to lose as often and badly as they can. But when it came to this situation, because I watched for hours, I didn't sleep mm. that night uh, mm. going back to Mon- last Monday, and you know. It came down to this, and I tweeted this out. I said, listen, I normally wanted to lose as bad as possible, but tonight, you know, I wanted to play their absolute best. And, and you know, sports is all about the connection and being unified, and it's you know, wins and losses mean nothing compared to the being connected. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, we wa- I wanted to win the game, and we did, and it was a very important game, uh, you know, for Michigan to win as, you know, the Wolverines are trying somehow to make the tournament, which is going to be very tough. I think they have a better chance in North Carolina right now because they have more quad one wins. But uh, it's one of those things where, yeah, I mean, you're competitors, but that that meant nothing 
compared to what happened. I have a lot of friends sure. that kids at Michigan State. I have a lot of friends that went to Michigan State. I've been to East Lansing several times. I mean, several times. I've been to East Lansing hundreds of times. And I never really enjoy my time there because I want to be in Ann Arbor. But, yeah, it's way more about the game. And, yeah, I was happy Michigan won, but it wasn't like I was like, yeah. It was more like I loved and got very emotional. And I almost went to the game myself, actually. But I had a lot of friends there that were wearing the Spartan Strong shirts. And I tweeted a lot of Spartan Strong, Strong hashtags because that goes way deeper and is way more important than the rivalry sports-wise. And I've been very impressed with how the Michigan fans and, 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 and uh, you know, alumni and fan base handled everything how Indiana, you know, did the other night when they played Michigan State. Um, it's We have to understand what really matters, TJ. And what really matters is, like I said, that connection and that sports is great. It unifies us, but it's it's a game. It's not life and death. And unfortunately, three lost their lives. Five are still struggling in the hospital. And just a terrible, terrible situation that sports can transcend. No doubt. And unify, like you just said, that's well said. And so then we fast forward to Tuesday and Indiana had the lead early, but you could just sense in that building, they wanted to erupt. It's on that campus. They wanted something to uh, vent, to let it all out. And boy, did it when Michigan State started putting it on them. Class from Mike Woodson in Indiana to have the Spartan Strong shirts on, do the moment of silence and all that before the game. But, man, Michigan State galvanized. They won. Just a quick basketball on the court comment. Can this be a unifier even more? From a Michigan State standpoint, they're always good in March. Can it unify them even more, make them even more dangerous in the coming weeks? An opinion, please, from someone very qualified who's around it all the time up there. What do you think? Oh, thank you very much. Well, listen, first off, that game went exactly the way I thought it would until it didn't. I thought Indiana was going to come out like gangbusters, not anything against Michigan State, obviously. And Michigan State, you know, is a de- they're a good team, but they have definitely struggled at times against, you know, athletic teams like Indiana. At one point, I think it was 7 to nothing Indiana. And then, of course, Michigan State made that nice run with Hauser and, and Hall and, and others towards the end of the first half and in the second half. But I thought it was going to be more of Indiana, you know, as Michigan State was so emotional. And obviously that could be, like we talked about, a very unifying thing. But it also could be a very raw thing where that was their first home game since everything happened. Yeah. The, the previous first game they played was against Michigan and they lost. So I thought it would be, obviously, a very emotional, cathartic, outward pouring of passion. But I thought Indiana would be able to get the job done based on that. And to be honest, Indiana's just not a good team right now. I mean, I love Jackson Davis. They, obviously, Woodson could be a good coach. But they, they're they not getting any offensive rebounds. They were terrible against Michigan State. And that's a, a worrisome thing for a team that looked like they could have been a top 15 team. On the Michigan State side of your question, all right, listen, is Hauser capable of playing great? Of course, he's his hall. I mean, you saw that last night, the rebounding, the defense. Is Tom Izzo one of the great coaches of all time? Absolutely. The problem for me is, is the inconsistency of Michigan State. Now, you bring up a great point. Can this be a unifying thing? It can, but it only can be if the players live up to it as far as they play their best. It's not anything against Michigan State if they don't. It's not like they don't care about what just happened to them and they want to don't want to rally together. But I'll give you a, a, an example. Kevin Ware in Louisville. Obviously, a much different situation. Mm-hmm. It was an injury, not, not a mm-hmm. shooting. But that Louisville team, which beat my freaking Wolverines, I was there. I know because I was there in Atlanta. <laughs> I was there too with yeah. you. Yep, yeah, yep. I know. We were, that's weekend in best Atlanta. friends. In Michigan Atlanta. should have won that game. We know that wasn't a foul on Peyton Sierra. It wasn't a foul on Trey Burke. Peyton's even said it. But it's one of those things where they really got behind Kevin Ware going down. And that's losing a player. So in the on the other side of things, 
Michigan State's not losing any players. They just have a, a tremendous amount of emotion. But Tom Izzo has handled it so well that I definitely do believe, TJ, this could unify them, get them on a run, get them to be you know two or three spots higher as a seed come March Madness time. That being said, I, you look at Michigan State's resume. They've obviously played some great basketball at times. and other times, they've looked like a middling team in the Big Ten. And to me, this could be something that really gets them going. But I don't believe that it will yet because – they have been inconsistent at times. That being said, you might see the best Spartan team we've seen all season heading into the end of the you know regular season and the Big Ten tournament. If that happens, sky's the limit. You know, five, six, seven seed, whatever they end up being, they could go on a huge run because they've got scores. Problem though, the defense can let you down sometimes. No doubt about that. Again, I love Dan Leach's insight. He's with me here for a few minutes talking Big Ten, and we are going to get to some Thursday games here now with the understanding the lines have just come out, so the kind of the peak ahead lines as you and I tape on Wednesday night, and we don't know the Wednesday results for when we talk later about Saturday or Sunday. We're not going to know the Wednesday results, but we're looking ahead a little bit to Thursday. And, oh, look, Michigan now gets ready to play against Rutgers, and I see that as five or five-and-a-half a lot of places this is a team that is a different team on the road, and Rutgers much better at home. How much should we stare at that line for Three Dog Thursday purposes with Go Blue getting five or five and a half? What is the offensive output going to look like from Michigan? That's a question mark. What do you think about Michigan as the doggy in that spot Thursday night? Well, you brought up the most important point there, that Rutgers has been very good at home, and Michigan has struggled at times on the road. I mean, Michigan did beat Northwestern, who's playing great basketball right now, by 17 in the last, what, three weeks or so. Uh, they did lose to Wisconsin in a close one. They did lose to uh, Penn State. Uh, they got you know bloodied by Penn State by 21 on the road. They lost to Maryland in a close one. That being said, I think, I think it's a silly line. I understand why. I mean, you look at a lot of these ranked teams on the road, you know, top 15, top 20 teams against each other. And a lot of times that we saw with Kansas State recently, you know, we've seen it with, uh, you know, other teams, uh, you know, Texas A&M, they're in a way blowing out teams that maybe should be much more in these games. So I understand why it's five, five and a half. I think it's way too many points. I, I definitely respect Rutgers, but Michigan after that loss to Indiana, which they should have won, couldn't hit free throws or have a, a, a decent possession of the final three or four minutes of the game, it seemed like. And obviously they lost to Wisconsin. The win at home against Michigan State. I know Michigan State had just come off the terrible situation, but Michigan played really, really well. And Dickinson had his stuff, and McDaniel had his stuff, and Michigan's three-point game was on, and the defense was there. And they were rebounding well. I think they can handle Rutgers' athleticism and keep this super close. Are they going to win? I mean, that's up in the air. But five, you're catching five, five and a half with a team that has Hunter Dickinson and that can, you know, obviously, you know, shoot the three. I think this is going to be a very, very close game. And if I'm, I'm going to bet the game. Not just, I try right. not to bet a lot of Michigan games because I don't want, I don't want to have my heart. It's about your head, not your heart, all the time. But there are spots where I like them, like against Michigan State, and I did take them against Indiana and got screwed. But I, I, I love the five, five and a half. To be honest. TG, I think that line's going to go down. I think the sharp line right. is going to be on Michigan. I think you might see it close at three and a half, four. So if you get a five, five and a half, you jump on it right now. And that's not just because I'm a Michigan fan. That's just the way I'm going to handicap this game. What I love about this man is he's got his own site that we want to promote here on Three Dog Thursday. Hell yeah, dude. And that is DTMSquatchPicks.club. Did I get you it You like the dot club? Cause see, I do. I, I, I chose DTMSquatchPicks.club. I actually have DTMSquatchPicks.net as well, like, you know, net for basketball. But I picked it because I want you to join the club. Yes. And I, I'm one of those guys, TJ, 
that has seen those like tout ads for decades. I'm the opposite of that. I don't give picks every day. I don't say that, you know, I'm 55 and two. I, I just want to help people win because I'm betting everything I give out. And I'll just tell you this, not, you know, selfless, shameless promotion really quick here. I, if you would join my site, like it was like six weeks ago, because I give golf, I give tennis, I give a lot of things. If you bet 50 bucks on everything I told you to take, not that everyone bets $50, right. 7,400 bucks. Cause Siwoo Kim himself cashed us over 3,200 <laughs> bets. He's so talking just saying, golf, by the way, on Three Dog Thursday with Siwoo Kim. Keep going. Yes. Yeah, keep going. So, and, and it's one of those things where I love winning and I don't, I love winning people money even more. So I love it. give it, have your people give it a, a look. I'm not, it's all transparent. There's no like, I'm not promising you I'm going to give you 55,000 units and you bet $100, we have 18. It's all BS. I just want you to win. I give you wins. I don't win every game, but I win a lot and I only give out games a certain amount of time. So check it out. DTM DTM for Dan the Man, for Dan Leach. DTM Squatch Picks Club is where, you, where we want you to look more as we promote with him on Three Dog Thursday. Also in the Big Ten. On Thursday night, we get an early look at the line, Northwestern, who's been so good at home, who's played their way basically into the field at large with the home wins they've had recently, um, including beating Purdue, including beating Indiana, and it's continued on. Now they're on the road at Illinois in Champaign, and Northwestern for Three Dog Thursday, getting four, getting four and a half on the early line. Any thought there with Illinois angry off the close loss to Indiana? Uh, Brad Underwood, a very emotional coach, screams at everybody, screams at his own players, screams at the refs, very, very volatile. All right. Uh, a thought on that one for Three Dog Thursday purposes. Chris Collins' team has played well, but this is away from Evanston. This is on the road at Champaign. I'm going to give you three words. It doesn't matter. And I'll give you two more words. Bo Bowie. And you want to know what? This <laughs> Northwestern team has only lost – one game on the road, going back to the postponement against Wisconsin, which they didn't play, obviously. And that's, you know, over a month of it, what was that, like mid-January? Right, January right. 21st. They've lost one game on the road at Nebraska, or I'm sorry, not Nebraska, at Iowa. Aside from that, they beat Nebraska on the road. Actually, you know, they're okay, but they're actually tough at home. And they obviously had success recently. They destroyed Indiana. They beat Wisconsin on the road. Not a great Wisconsin team. Still beat them. I know Ohio State sucks, but they beat them. A lot of times in, in the Big Ten and in these conferences late in the year, TJ, you go on the road against anybody, and a lot of times you lose, even if you're a much better team. And they also have won five straight, including beating Purdue and beating Indiana and beating Iowa by 20. I am taking any amount of points with Northwestern, any amount of points with a team that has Bo Bowie, and I'll tell you this about Illinois. I like Illinois. I've taken Illinois in several spots where they've been able to win. Normally at home, I've taken them in the last month or so. And I think they're a really good team. And, and I, I like what Illinois can do, especially at home. I like how they can space themselves offensively and they don't make a lot of bad, you know, don't get a ton of bad shots. I like Shannon Jr. and Hawkins. Uh, they're a good team. But I think that you're catching points with Bo Bowie and Northwestern, whether it's four, four and a half. Yeah, maybe they lose the game by two or three, but I'm taking those points. I am not worried about the road situation. Northwestern has been so good on the road. I know they haven't played any like, incredible teams, really, on the road, but they haven't lost on the road since early January. The conversation does continue, but first, we're going to tell you about our sponsor, Ticket Smarter, and the Ticket Smarter mobile app. If you're looking to go to any of these college basketball games, uh, heading up this weekend or for the championship tournaments that are going to be taking place all across the country, 
We remind you to use the Ticket Smarter mobile app on the secondary market to get your tickets or TicketSmarter.com. Go in there and get your secondary tickets for the Big East Tournament at Madison Square Garden, for the Pac-12 Tournament all the way out in Las Vegas. Whether it's the Big Ten Tournament in Chicago, the SEC Tournament in Nashville, use Ticket Smarter for those tickets. And uh, you you have uh, several different things. You're going to get the best competitive selection prices through uh, everything they have, through their algorithms and everything that they do with Ticket Smarter. Your purchase is 100% guaranteed. You don't have to worry about that, about the tickets being counterfeit or not being there. They verify it. They have it all there. And we've got a promo code for you. Use our code HOOPS23 and take $10 off your order for any tickets. And this includes the end of the regular season in college basketball all across the landscape. ACC, Big 12, Big East, Pac-12, like I was saying, Big 10, SEC, American Conference, any of the conferences. Use Ticket Smarter and the Ticket Smarter mobile app uh, to be able to get your tickets. Use our promo code HOOPS23. Take $10 off your order. Use that promo code as many times as you want right now to get $10 off your order with Ticket Smarter and our promo code. They want you to think smarter, ticket smarter for the best selection in the secondary market for college hoops. It's ticket smarter. Our promo code is hoops23. All right, good enough on that. Now you and I- Wait, what do you mean good enough? That was excellent analysis. You gave me excellent analysis. Thank you. But I'm saying let's move on because (laughs) you and I have hooked up previously doing Horizon League basketball tournament uh, semifinals, championship game, et cetera, for the Horizon League on TuneIn and National Digital Radio. My man Leach is money on the play-by-play call, too, oh, because we got a chance to do that uh, as well. Uh, all right, so the Horizon League is narrowing down. I'm going to be back on the national call again in Indianapolis for the Horizon League championship on Tuesday night, March the 7th. I wish my man DTM Squatch would be there, but you're in Detroit. And for Me all too. I know, you may still be thunder ice stormed in uh, still on March 7th. I hope not. Uh, but in any event, this league appears to be wide open. I mean, my God, Youngstown State's like the leading team in the conference, and they got blown out on the road yeah. by Robert Morris here late in the year. All right, interesting in your market because if I'm if I'm correct, you used to do the games for the University of Detroit, right? The Titans. I Detroit did for Mercy. several years. All right. So Detroit Mercy's got one of the fascinating stories in college basketball that doesn't get a ton of attention right now. Antoine Davis, the son of the coach, Mike Davis. Uh he is playing in this game on Thursday. They are a short favorite on Thursday in the Horizon League. And Antoine Davis on the verge of becoming the all-time leading scorer in NCAA Division I basketball history. Now, notice the way I qualified that for Dan and the Three Dog Thursday audience. We're not going to talk about him beating Pete Maravich's record no. or breaking Pete Maravich's record because he didn't do it, in the, and the Squatch knows this, he didn't do it in three years. It's taking four years, and Maravich did have games. a three-point shot, and it's a, a lot, lot more, more games. games. And, and Maravich didn't have a three-point shot either, which Antoine Davis does. Just give me something on this story. Again, they're favored. You're around it. You're close to it. Should we be paying uh, better attention to this and giving it more credit? Or what do you think? Because again, it's, my God, it's it's over 3,000 points. But what are your what are your thoughts? No, it, it's a great question. I'm glad you, you brought it up. And by, by the way, it was a great, it was such a great time calling those games with you. And hopefully we get to do it again sometime. And I'm lucky. I'm still, I'm doing a lot of uh, games of the week here, basketball and football. Uh, for a station called WHMI, so that's been a lot of fun. I love, I love doing the play-by-play. But when it comes to the Titans, uh, and, and it was cool. I saw, I actually saw Scott Ben Pelt on, on ESPN do a story on this. It was one of the leader, you know, leading stories in the first few stories uh, on a Sports Center recently. It's being talked about a little, but you know, I'll tell you this: 
it's going to be very tough because it's totally two different eras. You mentioned no three-point shot when Maravich was around. Uh, way more games now. Davis has done it in four years. The Titans have been a really bad team, unfortunately, since Mike uh, Davis took over. You know, he's normally been at every place he's been at for five years, Indiana and others, and has done a pretty good job. They really haven't done anything, so that's frustrating because they've got a great, rich tradition. Antoine Davis is an incredible player. I will tell you this, sometimes he takes a, a ton of shots like James Harden, but recently he's not been taking a lot of shots. He had a great game uh, recently against Oakland where the Titans actually destroyed them. Uh, Oakland's kind of won to de- own Detroit in the Metro Series with Greg Campy, my friend at Oakland University, and he, he shot really well from three. I think he had 10 threes that game. He had 30 in that one. He had 31 against IUPUI in the last game out. He had 41 against Green Bay, 42 against Milwaukee. The guy's incredible, but it's one of those things where you're going to have the, you know, the like the old baseball purists that don't want to give a unanimous uh, Hall of Fame selection ballot vote, they're going to be able to say, oh, yeah, he did it in four years. It's a different era. This is still something that should be celebrated. I know the Titans and my guy PJ Gronkowski, their SID, is, you know, pumping it up there and trying to get people to go out there. It's not very expensive to see Titans games. If anyone's listening to the Detroit area, they should get out there and support this guy. He, it's going to be close. I mean, if they, it depends on how many tournament games they have. He needs to probably average over 32, I think it is, if they get at least one tournament game. If they get more, I think you go, I'm sorry, 35. I think it goes down to like 32 if they have an extra tournament game and then it goes down from there. That being said, they're playing against Northern Kentucky, and they're, they're favored. And I will tell you this, the Titans have been historically great against better teams at Callahan Hall, not as much under the Mike Davis era, a lot more under Ray McCallum when I was there and Ray McCallum's son was playing. I think Northern Detroit's just not a great team. I mean, they're, they're in the mix. I mean, you mentioned the, the Horizon League is wide open. The Titans could definitely yep. win it, but they're just a nine, you know, nine win team in the conference. And it's one of these things where I think Northern, I'm not going to bet the game because I wanted to see Davis do well, but I think the Northern Kentucky is the side there because they are, they're just a better team than the Detroit Titans are right now, but you've got the excitement of being at home. Um, you've got the excitement of, you know, Davis trying to catch this record. So that will pump them up. But I just think when things get down to it, it can't just be Davis firing up, you know, fi- you know, 15, 16, 17 threes. He might still get his 30 or 40. You got to get some balanced scoring to beat Northern Kentucky. So if I'm if I'm taking a side in that game, Northern Kentucky, uh, all due respect to my Titan faithful, are the side. So that would be a play for Three Dog Thursday right there. And Northern Kentucky, remember, I remember this, uh, Darren Horn, their coach, they've done very well in the postseason tournament. Yes. A year ago, they led by 16 in the second half of the championship game, only to have Wright State roar back and beat them in the final minute on a last-second shot. So this is traditionally a really good Northern Kentucky team, and they're catching some points at Detroit, and Dan gave us a lot there. Excellent well, stuff really quick, again. TJ, I will say yeah. this. Titans have won three in a row. They did They did lose to Northern Kentucky on the road earlier in the year by two. But I just think with the Davis stuff, I think there's still the values on Northern Kentucky because they are a better team overall. This man is a machine. I have you with me for just a couple of more moments. I want to look ahead to Saturday. This is usually what I do. You want to go to time machine? I want to go Saturday, look ahead to Saturday. We don't have lines. We don't have the results from Wednesday and Thursday. I get that. But I'm just curious what you think on a couple of fronts first of all like saturday in the big 10 because we lean on you for the big 10 the indiana purdue game is a huge nightcap revenge game uh for purdue after indiana just beat them recently at home in a close one purdue probably favored give me the best uh probably dtm DTM squatch picks.club give me give me what you think that line is five Four, TJ, five, TJ you're a genius, so I can't give you trouble here, but probably favorite. First off, this is three-dog night. I'm going to give you three words. Don't 
touch Indiana. <laughs> Indiana is not playing great basketball right now. They're completely an inconsistent team in big moments. They're not offensive rebounding. You mentioned the revenge factor. I think Purdue's going to be a seven-point favorite. As much Maybe as even seven. seven and a half, eight. Wow. Because Indiana is, I know it's a rivalry game, and it's, you know, it's one of these things where it's late in the Big Ten season, and Indiana's got Jason, Jack, uh, I'm sorry, Jackson Davis, and they've got some talent. But listen, this, to me, smells like a Purdue blowout. I know that Purdue, uh, you know, or Indiana, excuse me, beat Purdue earlier this season in Indiana, uh, as you mentioned, you know, by five. This feels like a 20-point win to me. I mean, maybe wow. Jay Stag, maybe maybe Jackson Davis keeps him in it, and it's a 10-point win. But I think that if Purdue is favored by seven, six, or less, jump on them before that line mm. moves because the Sharps will be smoking on Purdue and the Boilers. Love that. Give me one more. Uh, you mentioned North Carolina earlier. Virginia at North Carolina, 6 Eastern on Saturday. I got to believe we don't know the result of Wednesday night's game while we're talking. Virginia's playing an awful Boston College team. But I got to believe Virginia's still on the road at Carolina, probably three, four-point favorite at least. And North Carolina has to, has to start winning big games, important games. So they're going to be in the NIT a thought on that for Saturday night on where that line might be? Well, Virginia's North, short favorite, yes, still? Yeah, no, well, North Carolina's guy, they have to beat Notre Dame. I mean, if they lose Notre Dame, it's over no matter what. I, I still think they're not going to the tournament. They could they could still get, you know, they have no quad one wins. They could still get it. Obviously, they have chances against Virginia, they'll have chances in the but they ACC have this tournament. game, they have this game at home. They finish with Duke at home. Theoretically, North Carolina. I don't I didn't go to North Carolina. You and I aren't backing them just to back them. No. But if they win those two games, they're now on the radar at large, at least. But Virginia's probably going to still be a short favorite here in Chapel oh, Hill. For sure. no, night, Virginia right? will be minimum three, three and a half. I mean, we'll see what we'll see what UNC does to Notre Dame. If they go to Notre Dame and, and Notre Dame just hung in with Virginia and lost by two in a game that shocked me because Notre Dame's not good. Uh, but they're playing better. If let's say North Carolina goes there and wins by like twenty, and looks like the you know and, and back you know the, the, the Love and others just have a good game, uh, and you feel like it's a North Carolina team that's gaining momentum, it'll probably be you know three or less. But if they if they struggle against Notre Dame, Virginia could be a four four and a half point favorite because they're still Virginia's still really 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 good. And I, I know it's a road game. I know it's one of these road ranked teams against home unranked teams and the home unranked teams that are hitting yep. it at, a, at a great clip right now. But the way that North Carolina is questioning themselves, they had a chance that Miami game and I, I, I was all over Miami. I've been glad that I was right, but they had a chance that Miami game to really make a statement and really kind of get their, you know, britches under them. And they had moments in that game where it seemed like they were going to come back and Miami just had every answer that you could ask for. And a lot of it was North Carolina making mistakes. That was where I really started to see things. And, and go back, I was all can I interject? Go back oh, to sure. Sunday. Same thing in the second half at Raleigh at NC State. They're yeah. winning the game. The game's right there. That's an important game because that's a quad one win if they can win it. And NC State outplayed them and took it from them. And you yeah, just, just wonder, so you know. have they used up all the mojo, Dan Leach, from the run last year to the national title game? They got some of the same guys back. But they can't finish games. They haven't won important games. I don't know how you have any faith in North Carolina at the end of this season. We haven't seen it. Yeah, I'll tell you, by the way, both Miami and, and NC State were official squash, uh, DTF squash picks, uh, club uh, selections. Uh, I'll just tell you this. I don't know about using all the mojo. They still, I mean, they have a co. They have, they've got, I mentioned Davis and, and Law. They, they're a good team. 
They're they're definitely they're they're a talented team that they definitely lost pieces as you mentioned from the title game run last year. But they're just not playing well. I mean, the game against Duke, the game against Pitt, the game against Wake Forest, they were garbage. I know they beat Clemson, which is not saying a ton. That was at home in the D Dome. But their their lack of an advantage at home, which they should have a better one, and just the you know just bad play in big moments, and really lacking a killer instinct and being able to either close out a game or get back in one when they have to. The Miami game, go watch the film on the Miami game if you haven't seen it. Uh, for people out there, that's a perfect example of why North Carolina cannot be trusted right now. But listen, they've got the four game slot, you know, you know, squash slot as you mentioned. Uh, they got the Irish, which they should beat. Virginia at home at Florida State, they should win that game, and then home against Duke. They could go four zero. I don't think they will, but if they go four zero, they're back in the tournament. Right now, though, no quad one wins. They ain't going anywhere but the NIT at the D Dome. And what is Armando Baycott thinking right about now? where he plays in the national title game last year as a hero, probably a lottery pick in the NBA draft, may still end up being a first-round pick, but he comes back for this, and it ends up being an NIT season, if that's what it's looking like? Wow. Yeah, Baycott Baycott has been so good for them, but at times he's had issues late in games, getting in some foul troubles, you know, missing easy bunny lay-ins. He's he's part of. I'm not saying he's part of the problem, right? But he's got to be along with Lovett Davis, and obviously they got others. But they've got to be this three headed monster that overwhelms you. And let's be honest, TJ. Earlier this season, when they were winning a bunch of games and they were beating some great teams, but you know NC State they went by 11, and you know they destroyed Louisville and they beat Boston College in a game where Boston College played their best baby game of that last month or so. Uh, you know they beat the Wolverines. Uh, in a neutral site game. They looked like a team that was trying to find themselves after last year's, you know, letdown, you know, not winning at all. But since then, they've just kind of gone away from who they were. And they see when they play, especially in Miami, that game that I keep referring to, they were questioning who they were. And if you're not confident in who you are, I mean, you you can only do so much with with the, the way that this team is coached by Hubert Davis. So I, I just don't trust them right now. This is a chance with the four. This is why we love March, TJ. You have a chance with the four games left to get the job done, to make the tournament. And, you know, maybe if they make the tournament, we've seen that before, teams in the bubble go on big runs. Oh, no doubt. Uh, But at the same time, you just said it without saying it completely. The selection committee looks at you had a Miami game at home. You didn't win it. You had an NC State game at NC State. You didn't win it. If they play this game Saturday night with Virginia at home and you don't win it, how how many more times do we have to point out you had chance after chance to be in the tournament, especially late in the year, and you didn't win the game? So we'll see. And again, Virginia, let's give them credit because they've been rolling as of late. And again, we don't have their Boston College result as Dan and I are taping for Three Dog Thursday. We don't have the result. Old, but if they if they win that game, if they get by North Carolina, they finish with Clemson and Louisville at home. I mean, hello, you're talking about regular season ACC title is going to get wrapped up because Clemson and Louisville aren't beating them with the conference title on the no, line and the number one. No it's not happening. So uh, Virginia looking good right now. Armand Franklin, Kehi Clark, the outstanding fifth year guard. Uh, the link back to Virginia's national title team as a freshman back in 2019. They look good. Let's see what it looks like with North Carolina. I know what this guy looks like. He's always great on Three Dog Thursday. Plug away, play, uh, plug away again on where we find all of your content, including the picks, uh, because people are interested in that. I, I love this insight all through the rest of February into March. Tell them where they find your stuff. Go. 
Well, first off, uh, Twitter, I love it. And there's always some great and, and chicanery going on in there. So follow me on Twitter at Dan Leach DTM. DTM is in Dan the Man DTM. Uh, and I always give some free picks out there because I always want to, you know, spread the love. But love I just that. decided something because you're one of my favorite peeps ever. And why not? If any of your people are interested in doing anything with my site, I'm going to give them half off any package I offer. So Ooh. have a have a reach out to you. And if they want to get involved with DTM Club, I will just for you. I'll make their own promo code for them. They reach it. out to you and give them half off put, anything. And I put three dog as the code. How about that? We just did this on the fly. The number three and dog. Put audience. Put the number three and the dog on Dan's site. Give them the site again. DTM Squatch. DTM Squatch Picks dot club. club. So we're gonna club. do we're gonna do three T H R E E D O G. Sure. Spell done. it out or the number. It's done. done. You're gonna get half off on the picks. And this man's been rolling along DTM Squatch because he's a, he's a Squatch after all. DTM Squatch Picks dot club. Yeah, join I the club. It. I love it to join the club and let's see what happens in the Big Ten down the stretch run, uh, which is going to be a knockdown drag out finish to the conference season and the conference tournament in Chicago. I always love you. However, I can help you. Please let me know. Please tell me I get to do this again with you in March as um, all of this uh, unfolds in March. Whatever you want. The only reason that we had a little you know issue figuring out a time today is because there's a freaking ice <laughs> thunder, thunder ice storm going ice on. Storm. What? Th- th- that's not going to stop us though on Three Dog Thursday. No. Thunder ice storm will not stop Dan the Man from being on with Three Dog Thursday. I love that with the half off offer. Uh, good luck with everything with the handicap, and we'll be watching all the hoops. Let me bother you again, please. Can I bother you again later? You can, later? anytime. You know you're my guy. That's why we text when you're on the sidelines for the Bucks. And there he goes. We love the insight of Dan Leach with everything there. Big 10, and we even gave you a little bit more on Saturday. I'll go back to Saturday in a couple of moments, but a couple of official Three Dog Thursday plays from me. Dan is leaning towards his Wolverines at Rutgers uh, for that game, Michigan muchly needs this game on the road for resume building purposes. Heck, Rutgers still needs it at home, trying to beat uh, Michigan head to head here. Rutgers has already had a couple of interesting wins, including winning at Wisconsin uh, earlier. Uh, let's see. Let's see what happens in that matchup on a Thursday night. With again, as we release the podcast, Michigan getting something like five, five and a half points. Again, I love Northern Kentucky in the matchup at Detroit. We were talking about that with Dan Leach, the NKU Norse. Right now, Marquez Warwick, an outstanding uh, shooter for them, averaging 18 a game. Uh, Again, as I made mention, they almost, almost shoulda, coulda, woulda, almost won the automatic bid in the Horizon League Championship game last year of the tournament, only to have Wright State roar back from 16 down to beat them. Warwick was fantastic in that title game. I just like he and the Norse here as the road team with so much attention being paid to Antoine Davis and the scoring Give me NKU to win that game outright in Detroit. I'll take the two or the two and a half points in that one. So there's another three-dog Thursday play. And I'll give you one all the way out on the Hawaiian Islands uh, in looking at some games in the West. And we're going to have some teams in action like UCLA at Utah near the top in the top 10. Uh, Also uh, in action, St. Mary's on a Thursday night. Uh, They are uh, throwing the ball up uh, as well. Uh, on a Thursday night in the West Coast Conference for St. Mary's and for Gonzaga. They are duking it out at the top of the West Coast Conference. St. Mary's hosting Pacific, 7 Pacific time, 10 Eastern time. They're a double-digit favorite. I'm not touching the Pacific Tigers in that game. Gonzaga, by the way, is also in action with the University of San Diego. Steve Lavin School, they are 23-point favorites for that game. Also uh, coming up here on Three Dog Thursday in Spokane. I'm going to go all the way out to the Hawaiian Islands. 
I like the UC Riverside Club out of the Big West. UC Riverside's Highlanders lost in the regular season to Hawaii. So this is a revenge spot with Riverside right now second in the conference standings. They're about to play the Big West Conference Tournament in Las Vegas. Riverside has won their last three games, now traveling out to Hawaii and catching four points. I will take them on Three Dog Thursday here. Even though Hawaii won two games on the mainland, including beating Long Beach State earlier in the week, Hawaii's had a good season as well. Um, For Kamaka, Hepa, and Hawaii, they are 20-8 and on the year, 11-5 and in the conference. It's a very competitive game. Late night Thursday, it's the last game of Thursday, midnight Eastern time, seven in the Hawaiian Islands. Give me UC Riverside to not just hang close, but to win this matchup with Hawaii late in the year to get to 13-5 and in conference play if they can do so. I'll take them on Three Dog Thursday as well. And again, as we were talking about with Dan Leach, we look ahead to Saturday. We do not have lines for the matchups on Saturday in college basketball. We already touched on that North Carolina-Virginia game that'll be coming on Saturday. That one will be interesting uh, and up as one of the bigger games of the night at 6 Eastern time in Chapel Hill. We talked about Indiana and Purdue, where Purdue will be significantly favored. St. Mary's Gonzaga finished the regular season here with Gonzaga hosting St. Mary's. Again, we don't know the Thursday results. They obviously will play the games later tonight. We don't know that answer. But as Thursday becomes Friday, we'll know what the line is for Gonzaga and St. Mary's. I think Gonzaga is probably something like a seven or eight point favorite. If they're getting as many as eight, I might look at St. Mary's in that game for late Saturday night. Also, San Diego State at New Mexico in the Mountain West. San Diego State in the top 25, the top team in the conference going into this game. Again, we don't know um, the New Mexico result prior to this game. With the Lobos, they've gotten Jalen House, one of their best players, back in the lineup. He'd been bothered by a hamstring for a couple of games. He's back. New Mexico playing Boise State late night, Wednesday night. I don't know that result as we release this podcast, but New Mexico will host San Diego State. And if the Lobos are getting like three, four points, I might be very interested in them on Three Dog Thursday for Saturday uh, for that game. Again, I don't know if that line will be a little closer or not. We'll see what the odds makers make of it on BetUS. Uh, etc. Let's see about San Diego State late night with New Mexico, two of the top teams in the Mountain West. And again, the Mountain West probably going to get four in for sure out of the group of San Diego State and Nevada and Utah State and New Mexico and Boise State. They're going to probably get four teams out of that group. Do they get five? Probably not. But New Mexico is battling with Utah State, Boise State late in the year. They need this game at home for Richard Patino's team. After they got off to such a great start, they have lost some Mountain West games here. Jamal Mashburn Jr. on that team. I mean, New Mexico, depending on the result with Boise State, already has seven Mountain West losses, could have eight if they don't beat Boise State. Now you got San Diego State coming in. Just some food for thought for Saturday. In any event, that will do it here for this edition of Three Dog Thursday. Make sure you're following, subscribing, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And thanks again to the folks at LastWordOnSports.com. They help promote us. LastWordOnSports.com podcast is where you got the hub for everything, including Three Dog Thursday, including the College Basketball Coast to Coast program. A lot of great content. Hockey, NASCAR, uh, sports media, uh, anything that you would want. MMA, 
et cetera. You're going to find it on lastwordonsports.com slash podcast. And we're proud to have Three Dog Thursday there. We're going to march all the way into the month of March and all the madness and all the mayhem. My thanks again to Dan Leach. Follow him on social media at Dan Leach DTM for Dan the Man at Dan Leach DTM. And that is uh, DTM Squatch Picks.club. And as he said in the interview, he's going to discount you on his uh, special picks that he keeps making uh, and building everything up. Uh, you use that promo code 3DOG on uh, on his site, which again is DTM for Dan the Man, DTM Squatch Picks.club. Use 3DOG as the promo code. He's going to discount you half off on making his picks the rest of the year, including in March. So we love Dan's inside of the Big Ten. Follow him. Find him. We'll go back to him as a resource. For now, we're good. We're here on Thursdays, marching to March and the mayhem with the college basketball. I'm TJ Reeves. Thanks for being with us on Three Dog Thursday.